you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here. Move the Sticks. I mean, I feel like, Bucky, we just did this, right? No. It wasn't too long ago. We oh. just, just got back at it. Oh, back to back. Back to back. Nice. Crazy. Yeah. Well, look, it's fun. We got a lot of, a lot of ground to cover today. We're going to talk about uh, this defensive line class in college football, which has got a chance to be one of the best we've seen in quite some time. Uh, going to go through Bucky's notes and what he's been working on. Teased it in the last episode. Uh, do you need a number one wide receiver in today's NFL? Bucky tackles that question. Uh, we'll get into that. Play our little game of truth or troll. Not going to explain it now. Trust me, you're going to enjoy this. Um, but at the top of the show, again, we talked about this the other day. This is fascinating to me, Buck, because uh, we've been talking about virtual reality kind of invading the scouting space. For, for so long, it's been analytics, and now I think the next wave here is, is virtual reality. And it really came into focus with, with some of the things we saw take place in the NBA recently, specifically with the Detroit Pistons. Um, they're incorporating some, some VR into their prep as they get ready for the draft. Yes, yeah, it's really a, an amazing tool. Um, it's one of those things that um, we've seen it at every level. We've seen high school players kind of be exposed to it at Elite 11. We brought some guys in and had them kind of play with it. We've heard about colleges use it, and we've seen NFL players also use it. But what we're hearing about the NBA and some of these NBA teams doing and what they're incorporating VR into their combine process could be extraordinary and could change the game a little bit when it comes to scouting. And this is what I'm excited about because we've got a good friend of the program who's been on before, one of our former colleagues. Uh, Michael Berger joins us right now, who now works at John. He's the executive sports producer at one of the top VR companies out there. So we wanted to bring in an expert, Berger. Well, I don't know why you brought me we in. Couldn't find, <laughs> we couldn't find one, yeah, exactly. and so we, we wanted to bring you well, in. Well, thank you. It's, I'm honored to be here even in spite of that. No. So this is uh, – it's fascinating. It's cool. It's really cool. Where this whole world is going, I want to kind of just get a, a 30,000-view picture here from you. Yeah. Just in terms of how long ago – uh, did it start getting introduced in the sports world? How is it being used now? And we'll go into what's uh, what it looks like in the future. Yeah, sure. So, you know, um, this has been, uh, you know, it's been about probably four or five years. I mean, you know, dates back, you know, in a sort of uh, cursory way, you know, 10 to 15 years when VR started to be, you know, people were messing around. I remember the movie Lawnmower Man. That was kind of the first, like, you know, VR. Yeah, Bucky remembers it. Mm -hmm. The first kind of. And then so. But he does not remember. No, yeah, that. well, whatever. <laughs> we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's a nice guy. I know. Um, but in earnest, you know, in sports especially, it's the last kind of, you know, five years or so um, that you've seen. Um, you know, this medium kind of start to, you know, enter the picture and really start to, you know, pick up some steam. Um, there's a company called Striver uh, based out of the Bay Area, um, uh, you know, a b bunch of college, uh, Stanford um, grad students, uh, you know, uh, started working with Kevin Hogan while he was actually at Stanford and you know his play improved dramatically and he said this is this is literally as Bucky said a game changer um, and they started this company and and uh, it's really you know they were the first into kind of the sports training uh, you know landscape they've worked with a number of different teams I think they're working with seven NFL teams now um, Cowboys 
uh, Cardinals. The Vikings are a good example. Case Keenum is actually kind of the poster child for you know how effective this can be. Um, he used it uh, when he was with the Rams, and when he went to Minnesota, said I need you know I need this in the training room, and he would go after practice, before practice, and spend a half hour in there. So they have kind of a VR setup in the building. Wow. Um, and I think the number I saw was, I mean, he got through, you can get through like 2,500 reps in, you know, just a half hour just by seeing plays over and over again from different angles and different perspectives. So would you have, a, would you, you have the, the goggles on, right? You have headphones on, yeah. I'm assuming. And then is there some type of a device where then you can test yourself in terms of like pushing at what coverage it is? You push a button or, you know, how, just tell yeah. me how this works. Yeah, so there's a couple ways to do it. So there, I, I think um, that what you're talking about is probably where it's going, which is where the combine is headed with the ability to kind of apply a, um, a sort of wonderlick football test. Yeah. Visual test. Fly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, but he, you know, the, I think the way they have it set up is they're just, they have cameras at practice that film plays from all different angles so that you can see what the safeties are seeing. You can see what, you, the, you know, your slot receiver was seeing, what the linebackers were seeing, and be able to diagnose plays visually from that standpoint. Um, and, you know, again, it's just, you know, rep after rep, instead of having to literally take snaps, you can just see the play, you know, develop and diagnose it uh, accordingly. So, um, you know, and then, to your point, scouting is the next kind of, well, if, if we so can get do into it. this Pistons thing. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, the Pistons, so they actually started using this a couple years ago. Andre Drummond, who's a center for the Pistons, um, is, was one of the league's worst free throw shooters. I mean, I think he was in like, the, like <laughs> yeah. in like the thirties, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he, they said, we, we got to figure out a way to get you better. And so they started using basically a free throw simulator with him where he would put on a headset and he would just he would visualize and start shooting and it would kind of simulate the, the, the form and the rhythm and, and just kind of, you know. So how do you tell that the, the ball is leaving your hand? Is he holding a ball? Yeah, so the, I, there's that one was uh, yeah so there's a way to simulate the ball so that it you can see it going in it is all about visualization just like wow. any sport right so so he was working on this and doing it and I and I, I thought I read last I looked before I came last night I think he jumped from like 30 to 60 Jeez. which is a Literally a hundred percent, you know, increase, and so the Pistons were kind of, you know, intrigued by this Northwestern technology. math, by the Thank way. Thank you very much. Um, and so, um, at the combine this year at the NBA, which just happened a couple weeks ago, um, for their fifteen minutes, which is what the NFL players get uh, in Indianapolis as well, obviously, um, they took uh, a headset and put some players, Devontae Graham I saw was one of them um, from Kansas, and put them through a simulation where they would have to, you know, read a play, pick and roll, screen, ISO, whatever it was, and say, you know, this is where, you know, and I'm not exactly sure, it, yeah. it, it wasn't clear how, what the user experience was, whether they were able to push buttons or sort of, you know, score themselves on the fly or, or, or whatnot. Maybe but, just verbalized. Yeah, maybe. Um, but there, again, the interactive portion uh, and component of this whole medium is kind of where this is going to be able to do that. And we've started to experiment with some of that stuff. And, and so, yeah, the ability to sort of grade yourself on the fly. But he, you know. He, is there a screen? Let me interrupt Yeah, you, sure. I'm sure people listen to this too. Yeah. Thinking the same thing. Is while he has the goggles on and he's moving his head and changing his perspective and what he sees. Right. If we're in the room, is there a? Can you set up a monitor so we can see yes. what he's looking at? Yes, oh, you absolutely. Wow. Can. So that's how you're able to, if you're in the room, to judge whether yep. or not he's making the right looking yep. a looking in the right place and b making the right decision. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's cool. it, it, it is it is really a remarkable thing. Um, in college, I worked with a sports psychologist, and we did a lot of visualization stuff. But to think of it from 
the nineties to now and next level. Where it's yeah. is. This is, this is certainly next level. I do think it's interesting in the evaluation process as we take it from basketball to football. I think this could be very, very important and very critical in quarterback evaluations, yep. being able to put them on a VR set and let them evaluate coverage, see coverage. I think you can checks protections, yeah. a lot of what they know, their football IQ, their overall awareness, the anticipation, all those things. I think, in the quarterback evaluation, I think it could be invaluable. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of it. You know, when I when we worked here, we used to get Mooch at the combine and get the quarterbacks on the whiteboard, right? Yeah, and yeah. We'd bring Carson so, Wentz or Hebrew in it. Yes. No, but like, but this, that, this, this is next level. That's what I mean. This is the you know you're blowing it wide open with this, and that's and you're but Mooch is looking in that moment for to to test the acumen to see if this guy has it right. He would write up a play, and he, then he would race yes. it on the whiteboard, and he would say, "Okay, now draw the What's play up recall? again." Right, right, exactly. And so this is this takes it to you know the nth degree, and is and it's a it's a really fascinating you know way to way to judge this i mean i even think about it from a you could do it any position running back what's your what's your aiming point yeah Where, you know okay what do you pick pick the right hole because all reps matter pass yeah. protection your yeah. mind can distinguish That's, between yeah. a physical rep and a mental rep and yeah. so the more reps that you get like you talk about case keenan being able to get 2500 reps in a 30 minute session yeah those things talk about accelerating the process when in the preparation so, that helps. so this all exists right now it, it kind of it baffles me that the NFL that we aren't already there in a scouting has, standpoint. Someone, How has this not happened? Yeah, what, well, what, why hasn't this happened? Yeah, so I think, I mean, I was just talking to, to Hytham before. I, you know, this is, we're at the, let's use a say by the bell analogy because that's nice, the only nice. way I, yeah. we're at the Zach Morris cell phone stage of this, right? I mean, this is <laughs> this is all going to get faster and bigger and better. Um, and, you know, I think, look, you know, the NFL can be, at most sports leagues institutions are can be old school sometimes right and you know you have your scouting and your analytics and your you know this is but we've seen some you know some money ball enter into the picture we've seen some revolutionary stuff start to happen and and i think it's just a matter of time before i think once the technology catches up with the demand um and i think we're starting to see that now you look it's still there's some clunkiness to some of this stuff and and um you know some of the new wireless headsets have just been released so that you don't have to have a cord connected to the computer you can kind of just walk around and mm-hmm. and you know have that freedom so um, you know, once, you know, once critical mass happens, it'll be in the next, you know, probably a couple of years. Um, yeah, it's, this is, I mean, that's, you know, sports is the natural, you know, VR, you know, that they, they just, it's a perfect intersection. Um, and, uh, you know, I think you're starting to see that a little bit more and more. Is there any way, is the technology exists? I don't even know how, I'm going to sound really dumb right here, <laughs> but like with, you know, I think about how they make video games and the put on the bodysuit and all that kind of stuff. Is there a way where you could even have stuff on your hands so you could see where your hands are moving? Yeah, no, no. That So we – so part of what we do at John – so we, we work with the NFL um, – on, I got to do a little plug here. I'm sorry. Nice, yeah. uh, we, so we we have sports partnerships with the NFL, the NBA, ESPN, uh, the IOC, all kinds of people. We we focus more on narrative mm-hmm. sort of storytelling. We just worked with you guys with the NFL Films on NFL Immersed, which was kind of a nine part VR docu series, mm-hmm. um, you know, featuring Chris Long and Calais Campbell, some other guys. Anyway, it was great. Um, but you know, also as I said, interactivity to be able to do some of that stuff. That's kind of the next frontier of this stuff. You know, we just uh, created a game. Uh, in VR, sort of an underwater badminton game where you can, where, you know, a, a major brand came to us and said, we want to do something cool. So we created this game where you can take it, you know, all over the country to various events. And you're basically, you set up at bars or concerts or whatever, and you, <laughs> you put on a headset and you have a little racket mm-hmm. and you play badminton 
against somebody else and you can try it's, you, you see the racket you see your hands there's an avatar of yourself at, in like scuba gear um, oh especially if th- those people have a couple of drinks in them. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be yeah, a lot of fun it'd be, be fun right <laughs> that'd be a lot of fun to watch but you but so yeah so you can you can recreate yourself in this ex- in this environment um it's called six degrees of freedom where you yeah. have the ability to move up down left right back forward um and and that's kind of the net once you once you're really able to uh, you know, duplicate yourself in a virtual environment, yeah. then it really takes it to so, the next level. The way I ask that is because I'm thinking about all these different positions football-wise. And let's let's take if you're a tackle. Right. So say you're a tackle, Buck, and you're getting ready to play Vaughn Miller. And if you had some kind of – you had the headset on, you have a suit. There's no physical contact, especially another way to try and get reps without putting yourself at yes. injury risk. Um, to be able to, okay, I can take a step, I can take a kick step. Okay, it's a spin. Okay, how do I adjust with that? Yeah. Where are my hands? What's my aiming points? Yeah. Different things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's probably a little bit further away. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing where if we're always talking about how do we make the game safer, Sure. that's a great way to do it. You're getting f- reps with zero physical risk. I mean, it kind of changes the nature of potentially your walkthrough. Obviously, the equipment I would anticipate would be very, very expensive. But if you have an owner that's willing to lavish it on his team and really invest in VR to upgrade his team, I think there are a lot of creative things that you can do to really help accelerate the learning process. Think about all the rookies that come into the league that can't get enough reps on the field. You can put them in a VR room and do a lot of different things to help them get up to speed with the vets. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's baseball is another one. You're, all you're talking about is it's recognition, right? Yeah. It's being able to recognize what pitch such, exactly. Yeah. So you know the spin on the ball. There's a company in in Kansas City that's working on really you know trying to simulate just so you know whether it's a slider, whether it's a curveball, change up all that stuff. So I mean. The sky's the limit with this stuff, and, and like I said, we're just scratching the surface. To Bucky's point, though, it's not, you know, I think initially um, some of the costs can be, but it's not that expensive. It really isn't. To set this up and to film this and to, you know, distribute this in, either internally or, or consumer-facing is really getting, you know, pretty affordable, and I think that's when, you know, the critical mass kind of happens and, and you're able to sort of consume this on a, on a mass level. Well, I'm fascinated by it. I really do think this is kind of the next wave. You know, we've kind of come through the analytics period. That's still growing and evolving, but it's had a big impact in the yeah. scouting world. I think this is the next wave. I, yeah. I do. What about move the sticks virtual reality? We could do, we could, put, we could put a camera here. You could virtually, you could feel like you're really, at, I mean, you yeah, could feel like you're at the yeah. desk. People would be lined up. That's what I'm saying. They would be lined up yeah. to, to get a sense of what that's like. Speaking of which, I brought you guys little little gifts here. So it's not a full headset. But it is. They're called Homitos, and you can clip them. You clip them onto your phone, okay. And you can download, uh, you know, some apps, and then you sort of do this, and you can. Oh, I put it on backwards because that's smart. And then yeah. you can kind of watch. You can see it looks. You know, it's not a full, oh, wow. not a full virtual experience. It's kind of somewhere between. Not even 3D, but it's a. It's a good little knickknack. So, so it's a. Ta- you give you a little taste. A little taste. A little taste. taste. So, little taste. so, so uh, you know, I don't come empty-handed. Well, thank you for bringing. Of course, that. of course. And, uh, thank you for bringing your your expertise. I appreciate I, I that. I do mean that. And no. Before, before you go, yeah. Before you go, yeah. Can we can we make uh, NBA predictions back there, Sully, real quick? Absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, I, Warriors and four. What do you got? What do you got, Buck? They, Warriors. They, they bringing out the brooms. They're gonna get a game. Warriors Come on. Four. That's so disrespectful. Gonna it's gonna be a disrespectful yeah, series. So disrespectful. I'm gonna go. Thank you, Burger. Yeah. I'm gonna go. It's gonna go six games. You don't have. You're not taking the cap. <laughs> I know that. I mean, <laughs> they said they couldn't beat. Boston. They haven't played anybody. This is the first team. What are you talking about? The first team they're going to play. What are you talking about? They beat the the Raptors, and the Raptors have the best le- record in the league. Whatever. Come on. Uh, so I'll, you go, I'll, I'll meet you in the, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll take I'll take Warriors in five. 
Oh, my they're going to get a game. You're, how about, going, you're going Warriors six, Buck. Oh, how about we go Cavs and six? Whoa. Whoa. I mean, somebody has to go. What I got? Whoa. Like, wow. You got to put a, <laughs> you got to put like a thousand dollars to win a hundred. That is, by the way, for for those. There you go. Whoa. Got the horn going. Uh, by the way, for those listening, that is the second most controversial thing uh, Bucky has said today. Go check out NFL.com slash MPS Oh, uh, that wasn't even controversial. Because we've got easy. a video that's going to be out there talking about quarterbacks and who he'd wanted his quarterback for the, for the next, next decade. Uh-oh. For the next decade. So if you're listening to this, go find I'm not only going to lord the league, I'm going to lord you. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to own the division. I can <laughs> look through these new glasses. I'm going to own the division. I'll look at these new glasses Burger gave me, and it still doesn't look right. But you you and your partner. I'm going to guess it's not <laughs> Not my, guy, Andy Dal- not my guy Andy Dalton, right? I'm just going to throw that no, out there. Oh, uh, I, I think Andy tapped out. Andy's too old. <laughs> okay, Is Andy saying. too old? Can, can we use Andy? What, oh, under 30? Was that under the, 30. He's under probably 30. close. He's probably 31. Uh, he 30, might. Yeah. He might. He might. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, played a four, I had to get some Bengals in there. Guy, I had to get a little Bengals. He is in there. thirty on the dot. Oh man, I would have considered him. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet you. He was close. He was close. Yeah. yeah. All right, Burger, get out of here before they tell you. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thanks Burger. Yep. Well, Buck, good to see our old pal Michael Burger here in the studio. Oh man, that was great. That was fantastic. Now I'll, I'll say this, and I've done this with high school guys, like mm-hmm. high school quarterbacks. I have had them, and I guess this would count the count as virtual reality i've had them download high school playbooks and tell them to put it on madden oh, okay yeah and to play madden it's with visual learning it's visual learning it gives them an opportunity to kind of understand it and see it in a different way certainly not the bells and whistles that some of the vr stuff they have but it's a very very common thing and i know college coaches have used vr to kind of help their players particularly quarterbacks get up to speed so i just think it's the wave of the future and as you bring it into scouting i do believe you can uncover some some secrets that can help you make an evaluation on a player. And we all know the quarterback position is the most important Processing, position. Right? How do you Being process? Being able to see how they process information, I think that would be critical. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fascinating to me. Again, uh, go check out that article that's out there on the Pistons. You have to look that up. It's, uh, it kind of gives you an idea of how they were using it. And I do think it's next uh, next in line for the big innovation here uh, in the scouting world. All right, Buck, let's, uh, we talked about this at the top. Uh, this this upcoming draft, and we're a million years away from it. I don't need to get into where guys are going to go or any of that stuff. But just when we look at college football right now, you know, coming off of a year where we've had a ton of quarterbacks, the last two years we've seen running backs at the wazoo. I mean, a mm. ton of running backs. This year, it's, it's we've talked about it, it's the year of the defensive lineman. It is the year of the defensive lineman. Whatever you're looking for up front, inside, outside, you should have uh, plenty of options. But this year, really looking at the D tackle class, ridiculous amount of talent. Uh, I think the interesting thing when we look at all of these guys, because we'll be excited about these guys now because there are a number of names that we'll talk about and we'll continue to get into those. But I think the trick when you're evaluating these interior defensive linemen and some of the other guys, can they rush the pass? Yeah. Because the premium is always on disrupting the timing and the rhythm of the quarterback. And so when we're looking at these guys and we're looking at nose tackles and D tackles and DNs, the number one thing that has to go to the top of the charts can they rush the passer? Because if they can rush the passer, it gives them an added bonus, gives them a little extra credit when it comes to the evaluation process. Um, look, when you look at those defensive tackles, I know Big Dexter played for your dad, right? Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Dexter yep. Lawrence from Clemson. He did play for my dad. Tell, tell me about him a little bit. He's, he's got a chance to be the best one of the bunch. He has a chance. He has really has a chance to be the best one. I think the big thing will be when scouts go in and evaluate him at Clemson, he's been playing more of a nose tackle technique, playing right over top of the center, kind of as a zero or one. But I think at his size, he's 6'4", 330-plus pounds. He can play at three technique. He can move. He's super athletic. He's a big-time basketball player in high school, so he has nimble feet. Um, I think the thing that you want to see from all of these guys that we'll talk about, and look, he has a partner, two partners on that defense yeah, line, Wilkins and Christian Wilkins and then Cullen Fowler, 
both of those guys, like all three of those guys can be disruptive. I think with Dexter, Dexter will have to show people that he can rush the pass. I would put uh, a goal for him is eight. If he can get eight sacks, I think that'll yeah, clear up some of the number. questions yeah. uh, that people will have about him rushing. But those other two guys, um, Christian Wilkins, to me, was a top ten pick if he had come out. I was kind of surprised that he stayed in. His Very versi- athletic. His versatility, because I believe he's a guy that can play anywhere from one, which is a shade on the center, all the way out to nine. And I think it's uncommon to find someone with that kind of athleticism, flexibility, um, explosiveness. He has it all. And then, I mean, you talk about Furrow. I mean, Furrow's just a monster. Big, big, edge. powerful. So I'm doing, uh, I'm doing my uh, first look series. That yep. starts next Tuesday with a player I'm going to get to in just a moment here. Um, and part of the deal is we want to talk about those players before I do them. We'll talk about them on the podcast. But I don't want to give away who my who I think they, re- they remind me of at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. So – I haven't. I'm, I think Wilkins is a couple weeks away, but I'm going to write down this name so I can't. I don't want to tell everybody. You have to look for it. But this is the name that I thought of when I watched. Uh, that's who I thought of Wilkins. For Ooh. everything that that player did in college, remember how he was used. That's funny because I use that as a different comparison. I use that as my comparison for Ed Oliver. Oh, okay. I looked at Ed we're, Oliver. We're so far over their heads right now. We, yeah. we got, we've got secrets. Yeah. But it's going to be a nice payoff for you. Yeah. Trust me. Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is the defensive tackle from Houston who has already declared that he is coming out mm. in next year's draft. And when you watch him, high motor player, doesn't okay. give up, very active at the point of attack, does a great job of rushing the pass. And he, he's funny because he is best when he is on the move. move when they use no him No question. He shoots gaps. All he does loops. He has all of that. The thing that he will have to overcome, and I guess Aaron Donald's success is helping him, Size. When you get engaged, it, it it's not usually going to end well for him. But he's slanting and stunting constantly on the move. Yeah, I mean, just on the move. And look for a guy that he's listed as six two, six three. He no looks way. six one. Yeah, on a generous day, he's going to have to be a guy that can kind of get in the cracks and make some things happen. And he has to continue to show people that he can rush the passer. Well, one of the things I know, obviously, he's not going to be draft eligible this year. But was it was it uh, Xavier Thomas? Who was it that Clemson got an edge? They got yes. two edge rushers. One of which I went up there when I visited you up there at the opening. Yes, nobody could block that dude. No, I mean like, and here's the thing: you're not even going to start with all of these guys. I mean, we can talk about Dexter, uh, Rashawn Gary, who's up at Michigan. Yeah. They're talented guys. The, Gary up and down. Up and down, up yes. and down, but it the was, ability level is ridiculous. It was Xavier Thomas, and they also got KJ Henry. And a yeah, they're they two two big time recruits. Right. You know, I mean, you look at these guys and these guys on the inside, and that's the new marquee thing. Before we used to talk about if you're building your team, you want two edge rushers. Now, when you talk to NFL executives, they want a guy on the outside, but also a guy on the Partner inside. Partner in crime. Yeah, and so when you think about what Aaron Donald's able to do versus a guy like a Khalil Mack or Von Miller, um, it helps to have one of each on your team because now who do you set the double team to? And so it just makes it very, very challenging when you have an interior presence. And also for traditional classic drop-back quarterbacks, having someone that can go through the A-gaps right between the center and the guard is the most disruptive place to put a pass rush because he's right in his face. He can't see. He can't get around. Him. I remember, look, I, I started scouting in 03. You started scouting a little bit before that. Yeah, t- uh, 2001. Yeah, and to me – Early on, it was always, yeah, you want one on the right side, one on the left side. If you, you, know, you don't want one pass rusher, you want two, put them opposites and go hunt. And then to me, it all kind of changed 
just, you know, for me specifically, when I saw what in the two-year period where they were dominant with Alden Smith and Justin Smith yeah. lining up next to each other and the havoc that they created for those good 49ers. And I think I think that goes at the same time when uh, Albert Hainsworth. Yep. When Albert Hainsworth was down in Tennessee, they were able to put him yeah, the, yeah, the freak. opposite with, with, with Kyle Vandenbosch and, and some of the other guys. And you saw where an interior player can set the table for other guys. And so, but you're right, with the San Francisco 49ers had with Cowboy and Alden Smith, that was special. And it really made it very, very difficult to get one-on-ones, on to get double teams on Alden Smith because Justin Smith could get home on his own accord. Uh, going back to the edge rushers, to me, and I've got more to study, but the best edge rusher I've seen thus far is, is Nick Bosa at Ohio State. And it's uh, not even close. With what he can do, Buck, so many times we talk about the technique and finish are two things that almost every single – uh, great pass rusher has at the NFL level. Now, some guys can get away with it in college just with brute, you know, brute force or with pure speed. He is polished. He is polished with his hands. The effort's outstanding. He can bend and do all the different things you want to do. He doesn't have the same size as as Big Brother, but to me, he's the most dominating edge presence. Now, the question's going to be, how does he handle the increased workload? They've had so many guys, so much depth there. So he's been able to kind of come in there, be always fresh, always hunting. So I think he'll, he'll take on a little bit more of a workload. How does he do there? And then instinct-wise against the run, how is he able to locate, find the football, and, and finish in the run game to complement what he does as a pass rusher? But if you want to talk about the most dominating edge player in college football, it, it, it resides at Ohio State. You know, the more and more I'm around this, the more I've decided that pass, ru- pass rushers are artists. It is about their ability to set you up, their ability to really um, – manipulate you with power and finesse to also bring the effort. And Nick Bolsa, what you see is a very skilled technician, a guy who does a great job of winning with his hands. His ability to win with his hands may offset some of the things that he may not have as an athlete, but his first step quickness, his ability to get inside and outside, to have a wide array of moves, he is very, very difficult for blockers to deal with. And when they are able to pin their ears back in an obvious passing situation, look out because he's going to knock your quarterback down. Yeah, he's uh, he's a fun player. Look forward to watching him uh, more this fall. Uh, anyways, this defensive line class, Buck, it has a chance, potentially. Now, we've seen a potential go one way or the other. But yeah. coming into this fall, I can't remember a year we've been this excited uh, about a defensive front that we have this year in college football. No, I think it's all about the defensive personnel up front, even in the, the, the second and third levels. There are a lot of talented defenders. And so um, this would be a draft where we talk about those guys uh, that we typically don't talk about on the other side of the ball, even though I do believe some of these quarterbacks will eventually emerge emerge and we will begin to get the hype factor on some of those guys just like we saw the hype factor in this last class of quarterbacks i'm thinking we do more than a few 360s on uh, the big hog mollies yeah we're gonna have some d linemen to focus on this year it's gonna be fun um buck the uh the question you posed you 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 teased this on the last episode do you need a number one wide receiver go ahead go tell us what you've been working on well you know i was just listening to the best quarterback in football dak prescott and he in in an interview he talked about he doesn't feel like you really need a number one receiver that you can get away with um not having a marquee name on the outside and just spread the ball around and so it got me to thinking do you really need a number one receiver to be successful and so naturally you look at the greats and you look at the top quarterbacks in the game and my eyes go right to Tom Brady Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and you could argue that none of those guys have really been afforded the opportunity to play with a marquee number one now in Tom Brady's case you can make the argument that look Rob Gronkowski is the number one option in the passing game you don't have an option where you can defense him. Mm -hmm. So that makes it very easy to build a passing game around him. 
But with Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you ever said that they play with A-plus players on the outside. And so as I started thinking about this and I thought about the number of first-rounders that we've had since 2015 that have not been able to come in and produce. We've seen a lot of second- and third-rounders. It kind of speaks to the talent at the pass-catcher position. The better the quarterback, the lesser the need to have a number-one receiver. Obviously, if you put an A-plus quarterback with an A-plus receiver, you see what the Patriots were able to do with Randy Moss on the outside. But how often have we really seen that? We haven't seen it much. And so having spent time in Green Bay under Mike Holmgren, who came from San Francisco, where he had guys, he always used to tell us, when we're looking for guys, let's get B-plus players. If we get B-plus wide receivers, the system will get them open, and our quarterbacks will always be able to elevate them. Having Brett Favre, then having other guys that kind of played after him, you saw that influence. And so when I look at Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson comes from that same system. He was a backup when I was a receiver there, and you look at what Philadelphia was able to do. The better the quarterback, Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, playmakers on the outside, they have a lot of success. I think the Eagles are an interesting case study, though. When And I know it was year one, so there's always going to be natural growth mm-hmm. for a quarterback from year one to year two. But, you know, it, it depends on how you define Alshon Jeffrey. Is he a true number one? I, I mean, I think he was somebody that was – I mean, the, the level of play at the receiver position from last year to this year was dramatically improved. Yes. And whether he's a whether he's a one and a half or, you know, a one minus or a two plus. Yeah, so I, th- I think I think the best way would be – is he a, is he an A level receiver or is he a B plus? Yeah. Would you call him a, if we were giving grades? Would we give? I would him a I would give Alshon a B plus. Yeah, B plus, A minus, like that. That's the thing. Like I think when you're we, saying a top, I'm talking about A pluses. So our A pluses would be Julio, AJ Green, Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown, Odell Beckham. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess Mike you could Mike say, Evans, you could put in there. Yeah, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins. Do you really need one of those guys, or can you get away with B pluses? Because if you think about Alshon Jeffrey. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar would probably be a solid B. They had Torrey Smith, who was like a B minus, C plus. Yeah. They put those guys together in the a, system. A, an a, I would say an A plus tight end. Yes. Top three tight end in the NFL. Yes. And so, and so when you start thinking about it, like, man, systematic. It's a collection. You, you can probably get, those, get away with some of those guys if all are high level Bs. You mm-hmm. can win a lot of games with those guys. You don't have to go and open up the coffers and say, I got to have the marquee, the top of the top to help my quarterback. Now, if you don't have one of those quarterbacks, if you have a guy that is a B, B-plus quarterback, well, now you got to elevate him because you got to have better receivers. I think you have to understand how to scout what you have in your room. I think it, the bigger picture here, um, you know, you always say a secondary is as good as your weakest member. Yep. You know? So, who, you know, who, who, is, who are they going to attack? Do you, do you not have somebody that they are just going pin, to pin their ears back and go after one guy? That's how you can kind of judge the overall strength of a secondary. I think for the offensive line as well. We used to always talk about this in Baltimore when I was there. You know, we had Jonathan Ogden, first ballot yes. Hall of Famer, all-time great. And we would debate, you know, when his contract would come up. I mean, obviously we're going to pay him. I mean, I, I, I wasn't mm-hmm. involved in that decision, but it was not, he was not going to get out of the building. But we'd have the hypothetical of look at his number. Now, if we spread that number across the whole line, you could have a line of B, B-pluses you know, left all the way to right. Now, you give Jonathan Ogden number one tackle money, now you have a A-plus-plus left tackle, but you might have to play with a C-right guard. Yes. You know, it's just that those are the conversations and, that take and, place. And those are the conversations that you have to have. And so, like, let's think about it. If you think about the Rams, and we'll use the Rams as a, as, as a nice case in point. Robert Woods would come in as a B. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would say that Cooper Cup in, in the draft evaluation was probably a B, mm-hmm. solid Solid B, B. yeah. Um, they did bring Sammy Watkins over. Sammy Watkins was drafted as an A, A-plus, but he has played like a, a B, B-plus player. Yeah. So they got away with a lot of Bs. They had a great play caller, and then you have Jerry Goff, and so they've been able to score a lot of points. I think is 
really having a great A plus running back though. Too. A plus running back. Yeah. So I mean, like you have to be able to evaluate your squad. And I think, uh, for instance, in Dallas, A plus Ezekiel, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott is going to allow them potentially to get away with having some B's and C's on the outside because he is going to be the guy that dictates the numbers and changes the equation for how the defense is going to play, and. I think it's all about how you build your team. If you build your team the right way, yes, you can get away with that because you got some A's other places. I've got an idea back there for our for our boys behind the glass. Let me bounce this off you. Brainstorming real time right yes, here. Yes, sir. This is a big project. I don't know if I really want to do this because it would be a lot of work. But how fun Wait. would it be to take a, take a team, yeah. to take a depth chart, remove the names, and just put the letter grades? Ooh. Like a blind date. Don't need to know who the says. players are. Take the players off of it, but just, hey, this secondary is A plus B, A, Ooh. C. Ooh. Linebacker, boom, 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 boom. And just build it. And then just say, okay, if we eliminate the names and just look at the – this is the best team. Look at look at how many that would be fun. they've got there. That would be fun. And then make sure you make a graphic and you put it on Twitter and you put just at Muda Sticks. Yeah, just let me get <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and then, Throw you guys under the bus. Death yeah. by Twitter. Death and by Square under the let's bus. Let's make sure we get all of those players' handles and, oh, put, yeah. their, and put, their grade, no, no, put their grade. Put their grade right beside yeah. and, then, and then we'll, and then we'll do players are control around 2.0. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There it is. So we'll come full circle. But, but in, in, it's in kind real, of interesting In project. real time, taking, taking the listeners behind the curtain, that's what we do oh, in meeting rooms. I got it. Because that's what we would do. That would be a draft. Board with color coded system. Here it is. We call it the the uh, we call it the MTS uh, grading system. The MTS whatever. Uh, but the way we do that is it provides shelter. So then when I get hit with critiques, I'm like, well, Bucky's the one that wanted that one. You get hit with you throw me under the bus. I don't care. We don't have. We just make it kind of an umbrella. MTS a nice, umbrella. A nice umbrella. But oh, Sully, that wasn't me and Buck. That was Sully giving that guy yeah. a D. Yeah, but in real time to take everyone there when you go into. Um, your personnel director's office somewhere on there, he has a depth chart. And on oh, that color depth coded, chart, color you have color-coded things. Um, some teams I've been around, uh, blue was the highest. What, what yeah, highest same there? with us. So we were talking about blue, blue players. Player. Yeah. So you would look around, Jonathan Ogden would be a blue. But then some of the other guys would be green, yellows red. and greens. Yeah. And those guys who weren't as good, they would be red. Red stars. And so you would try and eliminate some of the red players or whatever. But that would be very, very similar to the grades. Hey, we got an A-plus over here. Ugh. He's a C. How can we hide? How can we hide the C play? Yeah, and it's we a fun project. Yeah, we always th- talked about. From why don't you a, get on that? From a championship standpoint at Carolina, we always believed that you have to have eight to ten A level players yeah, to be able players. To, yeah. to to consistently compete. So I think it kind of falls in line with that. That'd be fun. fun nice little, fun little summer project. Little, little there. summer project. Uh, we teased it. We teased it in the last episode. You just brought it up again here. Uh, this is something I heard while listening to one of my favorite podcasts. It's the Entree Leadership Podcast. is really, really a good one out there if you're, if you're into that. So on this podcast, they mention that you have to be able to handle criticism in life mm-hmm. and that uh, in, in every criticism, you can probably find at least a kernel of truth um, that can, you know, you can apply and say, okay, maybe it wasn't presented in the nicest manner, but there's something that was, there's some truth in there I can apply and maybe try and make some improvements. And they mentioned, uh, they threw out this, this uh, talking about social media, they threw out this term flippantly and just said, I guess you have to sort between the truth and the trolls. And I thought, that's it. That's brilliant. Let's We're diving in the comments let's, section. Let's go into these comments where oh, people are scared I love it. I love it. Bucky, there's no fear. There's no fear Man, in this I dojo. Do we get to go? I love this pick. Yeah. I've, been, I've been waiting so long to drop truth, that. 
Oh man, I oh. love this pick. Oh, that is good. <laughs> I thought that was you live. That's I did too. Yeah, right? I did too. I got worried. I was like, did I just say that? Ventriloquist. <laughs> so it didn't even match. It didn't really even match. It didn't really even match. But that was, that was very close. I, I love that drop. I didn't even wait to drop it. Go ahead, play my Padres yeah. drop. I know you want to play oh, my Padres yeah. drop. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Well, I hate baseball. Padres suck. <laughs> there you go. It's tough. Big walk off win though last yeah. night. Yeah. Um, you still following them? Yes. Come on. I maybe pods. Uh, baby pods. Fernando now. Tatis Jr. had a rough one at uh, at Double A San Antonio yesterday, but he's been he's been turning it around. Um, do we have a drop yet for Truth or Troll? Or no, no, no drop yet, no drop yet. That's coming we'll, though. We're getting ordered. If we'll see how this goes first. Wow, Pump trial breaks, trial balloon. This is a trial balloon. All right, let's do it. Well, All fire right. away. You, you guys gave us a bunch of we'll these. Pop. I don't want to look at them. Can we call out? Can we fire away? Can we call out the commenters' name? Uh, we'll we'll throw out their first name or their Twitter handle. Oh, why can't we, yeah, yeah, call them all the way out? Yeah, give, yeah. give it to me. We, we okay, can, then we we'll go. decide. We'll both vote whether or not there's some truth in it or whether it's just a troll. Here's Guy. This was from our uh, who stock who stock up and who stock down after the combine. Yeah, video on YouTube. Guy says that dude Gasicki's numbers are ridiculous. He looks like a faster, more explosive Gronk out there. I don't know if he has Gronk's hands though. Truth or troll? No, that is truth. I mean, he is faster, more explosive than Gronk, and his hands are not as good as Gronk. I mean, what, what did he say that was not true? I mean, I don't know. I guess that was true. He went in the second round, the same place where Gronk was. I don't know exactly what pick he was, but Gronk was pick number 50. So, I mean, I guess that's yeah. fine. I guess it's true. Pretty close. We'll give true. it that. Okay. Next. All right, we'll move on to the next one. All right. Uh, this one's going to come from Javier. Which teams that missed the playoffs? This came from our uh, video. Which mm-hmm. teams that missed the playoffs can reach Super Bowl 53 next season? Mm-hmm. From Ooh. Javier. Truth or troll? Bruh, the obvious answer is the 0-16 Browns. The journey to 16-0 and starts now. Oh, Ooh, that's troll. Oh, he's trolling. Hey, you know what? Javi. Javi. Javier. I think Javier should, should jump in the lake on, on Friday tomorrow with Hugh and the rest of the crew. Seven, eight wins? Possible. I'm with you on that, Javier, but that not, we're not winning the Super Bowl here. That's that's the troll comment here. Ooh, I, I guess the These are all thing. nice. I, I want something. Those, those no, are nothing nice. nasty here. I want, I want I think, some, we're, we try to keep it a little, little, little uh, PG. PG on here. Okay, give right. me something else. What we got? Okay, on? so this is a two-parter here. Uh, same video, though. The Packers. He's questioning. The Packers, here's Matthew. The team that made the championship game in 2016 and have one of the best QBs ever and can only get better on defense. That This list is stupid. Nice. <laughs> the Cowboys? They probably won't even make the playoffs. They still haven't won a playoff game. Uh, he obviously doesn't park his car in the same uh, as Bucky's <laughs> as Buck? because obviously Bucky thinks Dak Prescott's A++++ yes. quarterback. I mean, So I what do you think, think Bucky? Truth or troll player. on that? Truth or troll? What are we thinking? Two-parter. Packers, uh, thumbs up. Cowboys, thumbs down. Well, I mean, I think – we can give the Packers a thumbs up. I think the big question is their defense with Mike Pettin. Can he fix them? But anytime you have a Aaron Rodgers come back, that gives them a chance. The Cowboys, the Cowboys are in like Flynn. Like, so like you're he, calling you're, you're the calling Cowboy, a troll on calling him. the shot. You're calling yeah, a troll on him for the yeah, Cowboys yeah, comment. Yeah, the troll. The Cowboys are in. The cow because Ezekiel Elliott is going to play. If he's going to play, they're going to win 11 games at at a minimum. All right, let's move to the next yeah, one. Yeah, give me another one. These, these are going to start getting a little spicy. Right? Yeah, give it to me. All right, this is from come another on. YouTube video. This is from our NFC and AFC Championship preview. Who, oh, who will make Super Bowl on. 52? Uh, Steph writes, there are three things certain in life. Death, taxes, and Bucky Brooks picking against the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is not a troll. That is true. What? That is true. The yeah. Eagles and the Titans. Oh, that is great. That is true. Who's that? Eagles. Steph? Steph? That yep, was, uh, Steph. That was had, the video was the Eagles versus oh, the Vikings. Oh, yeah. That, that was not trolling. That's a fact. 
How many times did I pick against the Eagles? I'm not sure off the top of my head, but Steph keeps receipts on you, buddy. Some of my closest friends are there with the Eagles. I don't remember that bad. Doug P. That's your guy. Doug Peterson, Deuce. Deuce Staley, all those guys. Those are my guys. I thought I didn't pick them. Okay, I got I'm calling truth on that one. What's the next one? Let's keep it. Let's go rapid fire Rapid fire here. This is off of a tape study that you did, DJ, on Twitter. Love studying Drew Brees' tape. Yep. Three things jump out. And then – Kevin at, at Coach mm. Kelly one says he's the best QB in at NFL history compared with the tools he has to use as far as height, weight, arm strength, etc. In my Coach humble Kelly. opinion, of course. Coach Kelly, what do you think? Yeah, Buck? Coach Kelly. In terms of the tools, I would say basically what he's saying is nobody's gotten more out of their ability level than Drew Brees. That's true. Okay. This right. might Does, be Chip Kelly's. Does that make account. sense? Right. Okay. <laughs> By the way, the comment underneath that is troll. Oh, yeah, yeah the comment underneath So Graham that, writes we'll underneath it, Baker will be better than Breeze. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a troll. Yeah, let's hold that one. Okay. All right, Next keep, one. Give me a couple more. Studying the GOAT today, DJ says, Tom Brady's pocket awareness movement, et cetera, et cetera. Reset, yeah. oh. yep. Jeff goes, I thought you said you were studying the GOAT with a picture of Joe Montana. Ooh. Ooh. See, I, I had long Montana? been in the Montana camp, but I thought Brady. I, I Why were you in the Montana Brady. camp? Well, there was a time we had four Super Bowls. Tom wasn't there. Terry Bradshaw has four, right? No, but but he was the best player. Montana was the best was player. Montana it, was better than Jerry Rice. He mm. was. The, I I on those mm. teams on those teams. If you took Jerry Rice out Jerry? versus, well, I guess they had Steve Young come in after yeah. after Joe. You might have a point there. Yeah. But I, I'm still. I had Brady. Brady is the goat. So I, I think that's a troll. I I, I love yeah. Montana, but I, yeah. I I take Brady. I think that's a troll. I if you go a, a little further down, Matt says, "Dang, got me there, Buck." Go ahead. What this, you got? This is kind of a little shot at you, DJ. Yeah. He goes, "Dang, you mean to say Tom Brady has pocket awareness? If that's Ooh. not breaking news, I don't know what is." Ooh. Matt, nicely Matt. done. There Kirby Carr, forty-seven. Matt, does, Matt nice. doesn't need Scott Kirby Carr, forty-seven. No, that's you know awesome. what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say truth on that. Yeah, that's, there's some truth in there. Yeah, that's breaking not breaking news. news. I get your I get your attitude a little bit there, uh, Matt Kirby. But I'm okay with that. I like. Hey, we get, we can take it. We got we're big boys here. <laughs> what, what's the next one? All right, Bucky tweeted the the Jets made a wise play to pick up Teddy Bridgewater on a cheap deal. The former first round pick has won games as a starter in the league and is a viable option as a short term starter for New York. Uh, and then Frank DeMello, underscore DeMello, says, New York Jets and Wise are rarely uttered together. Truth or troll? Wow. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> what he got, Buck? Oh, Frank the Tank. Um, I guess you could probably agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they haven't made many wise decisions. I guess you could agree with that. All right, give me another one. Let's keep. We got a couple All more right, here before is, we wrap uh, this up. Bucky tweeted this too. He, uh, congrats to at Thurman Thomas, great player and teammate. I'm glad. I had a chance to see his greatness up close and personal. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Uh, and then One Pride wrote, Who's Thurman Thomas's comp in today's game? I say possibly David Johnson. Mm. Ooh, different body types. Different body types. I don't think that's a troll, though. There's nothing mean-spirited there. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's true. I don't think it's a troll. I think it's none of the above. Give me one more. I think it's, I think it's DJ's turn. Meh. 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 Five hits, four one misses. More. We have three so many, mess. so many good ones left. Okay, here I'm gonna go right to the last one because that's my give, favorite. Give me one more. Last, uh, this is underneath finale. DJ's poll about our college football draft. Oh, by that the way, you smoked me on. Share the results of that poll. Yeah. Would you? So, uh, well, yeah. So you had 61 percent. I had 27 percent. Bucky uh, dead last Bucky, with 12. Got, they killed you on this poll, man. You oh, went. You went. You went. Uh, Harbaugh, D'Antonio. Uh, you took a lot of heat for Tom Herman. Just saying, you're a little bit early on that one. A little early on the Tom yeah. Herman train. Uh, I, didn't I think you're a little early on Frost. 
and Riley. I, don't, I got 61% of the people out there that say yeah, they don't agree with you. Yeah, you tweeted it. Your followers oh, got your that, back. Is that where you're going that's with? That's what it is. That's that's the troll. So uh, loyal. Mike Bratton used to work here. SEC Mike said, "My dude at Solival wins this one." I'm saying truth right there, in in black and white ink. I it's mean, truth. I mean, so that we could have gone anywhere and got your pick. Hold, hold on, Mike. Here's <laughs> I my, mean, like you, you just you just Saban, wish. Shaw, Patterson, Franklin, Malzahn. That hey, is hey, that is mean, proven. Way, way to shop at the brand name store. Yeah, hey. yeah, brand name store. <laughs> right, wait, hold up, hold up, hold, yeah. hold up, hold up. You're missing the boat here because yeah. we've got a printout of this tweet that you, yeah. you have in front of us. All right, Buck. So this is the the line. He just mentioned it. My dude, Sully Vol wins this one. How many likes to that comment? Two. Do you recognize any faces in the <laughs> likes down there? Sully, you can't like it. <laughs> yeah, Heck yeah, I like that. Thing. Heck yeah, I liked it. That's my Sully. dude. It's one of two Sully. likes. That's my received. dude, Mike. Sully. One Mike's my of guy. two. It can't, it can't just be Mike and you liking the comment. By the way, I've yeah. never seen right. You can't vote for yourself for MVP. I've never seen this picture of of Sully's uh his profile pic here is very buttoned up. I don't even recognize who this person is right now. Oh, it's a great. We need a, a more authentic. It's like a, a more yeah. authentic. A little like, looser. Is it, is it too it's, nice? It's, it's like a little a, buttoned up. It's a little buttoned up. Good. Yeah. It's, it's not you. Was there one of your no. headshots? Uh, I haven't had headshots made. That was just at a concert. Have you ever heard of glamour shots? No. Too kind of. It's too young. It kind of. It's kind of like they put you in like mom, a little your Fonzie jacket. Yeah. A little Fonzie jacket. All the moms it's a, it's used a, to go yeah. get glamour it's a shots down. Yeah. I got another down. one for you though. Oh, you can do one more. One more. One more. All right. Okay. Last one. This one tweet from DJ enjoying a nice dinner with the Move the Sticks podcast crew, celebrating <laughs> our most downloaded month in shows history. Oh, Proud boy. of this group. Oh no. Christian Anderson writes, "Watch out for Sully Vol." He may throw a seafood tower on the bill without you knowing it. Oh, oh, Sully! There's some. That's truth. what you do. No, what you do on a, on a that is there. troll on the company dinner. That on is the troll. company dinner. You've been known to uh, get a little takeout. That's can troll. I get a, can yeah. I get this in a to go by? All I know is all I know is Mark. Mark went to the restroom. Mark, who was going to have to pick up the tab on behalf of the company, he went to the restroom and Sully called the waiter over three times. Yep. Uh, like, oh yeah. Said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take a to go burger, to go wings. Can I get a little to go box? And oh yeah, just, just, let's oh, do no, the no, seafood no, scampi. Just just hold it at the bar. I'll I'll pick it up. I'll on pick, the pick it up on the way out. Pick it up on the way out. Oh, you oh you're awful. There there was one underneath that. I don't know if we want to mention it from Cali Titan fan. He says at. Some guy named Dan Hansis. Hansis. Who is that? Was who? right. Jesus? I don't know who that is. Uh, if you guys put your head down and grind, you can make a little podcast. Congrats to you guys, though. Love the podcast. Huh. Hmm. huh. Hmm. But what was the name of the other guy? At Dan. Jesus. 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 I've never heard of him. Yeah, never heard of him. Uh-uh. Uh, okay. Nope. Interesting. Oh well. Well, anyways, wherever that guy is, is he, that is was he, fun. Is yeah. he a comic character? Yeah. No. No. I think he's he's just a guy. Just a guy. Fun podcast today, fun, boys. Fun podcast, fellas. I think uh, we could we could go ahead and order one a, a, a drop or two for the for the truth or troll. Go check out the videos, by the way, because you're going to need to see Bucky's absurd take on this video. <laughs> Might have to do with his A++ quarterback oh, that he was talking about today. What are you talking about? Man. Dak, maybe. I, by the way, as we wrap up, we need to get out of here. I know we're running, running late. I feel like everybody on Twitter that we're the last ones remaining that haven't um, – haven't got our passports to uh, Mahomesville. Yeah. I feel like every analyst has just gone all in oh, on Mahomes. In. I mean, it is. I'm telling you, Mahomesville is population like 5 million right now. It is just continuing to burst. Bandwagon's large. I don't know. Maybe we're just, maybe we're late. Maybe we'll apply for citizenship a little bit down the road here. But I just want to okay. see, I just want to see, I want to see more. Is Let's that see something it. wrong with that? No. 
just I just like uh, just like your uh, Riley and Frost and Herman picks. I want to see more. I'll listen to you. Sixty-one percent, pal. Scoreboard. <laughs> you, don't think, you don't think Sammy Watkins was a good pickup? Uh, yeah, no, I like. Oh shoot, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't get me started the X there. Don't get me started yeah. there. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, fun podcast today. Nice to have Michael Berger uh, come back in and join us. Talk some virtual reality. Uh, talking some D Lyman. Had fun talking about Bucky's notes. Uh, about needing a wide receiver and the debut of Truth or Troll. Let us know. Uh, let us know on uh, on Twitter in the comments what you think of that new addition here to the pod. We'll see if we can sprinkle that one in. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks to thanks for subscribing and thank you for leaving us uh, those reviews on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.